Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and welcome to the latest episode of the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. So I am super excited that you are here and to be able to share our very special guest today. But before we do that, uh, to give you a bit of an update of where we're at. So I've had a very busy week. I've been running around and catching up with people. It's sort of, you know, it's early January at the moment. Some people haven't come back to work yet. So I've been catching up with good friends and, you know, friends and colleagues and just being able to hang out, shoot the breeze. What are you up to for 2019? What are your goals? What do you want to achieve by the end of this year? Which is all the great conversations that I love to be able to have with uh, people who are experts in their space and also just like to chill out as friends as well. So um, so I hope that that's what you've been doing at this time of year. It's such a nice time of year to be able to do that and have a little bit of breathing space to, to think about what it is that you're trying to do. So I'm just finishing off my book at the moment, which is the trust book, which is around how to build connection and growth in your, your tribe and community. So really excited about getting that completed at the moment and starting to prepare for the Win With Influence event, which is uh, the strategy day, which is on at the end of February. So we have a strategy day every quarter and uh, we have 15 women at the moment who are women who are building their practices as their brand and experts in their space and influencers. And uh, they're just incredible. You know, they just, uh, I find them so inspiring. They come from all different backgrounds from, you know, we've got um, psychologists to mining to financial services to marketing, um, small business, um, compliance, risk, quality management. Like, um, and, you know, we all get together uh, every quarter to be able to look at what are the goals you're trying to achieve for the quarter ahead, what, how did you go last quarter, and uh, what are we here to celebrate, and we have a great time and celebrate each other's success and, and really hold each other accountable each quarter. So uh, doing lots of work on that at the moment. So I'll put the link uh, at, on this page. Uh, if you are a potentially a woman with influence or you're thinking about doing that, maybe you're thinking about leaving your corporate job or maybe you already have your own practice and have started perhaps as a coach or consultant or speaker or trainer and you want to get more traction with this so um so just reach out i'd love to have a chat with you about what you're trying to do and if this might be helpful for you so um so now on to i want to really uh introduce you to today's guest so uh, our guest today you'll hear me do the introduction and his name is dr richard hodge and he has been a friend of mine right from day one when i joined something called thought leaders business school so i'm on faculty in thought leaders business school it's one of the world's if not the world's leading expert uh, practice building program so it's kind of like doing a commercial phd 
uh, it's quite intense and I've been in there since uh, so this will be five years now and Richard I think was one of my very first friends <laughs> at uh, Thought Leaders we sat together for lunch on the very first day and I just I've always been in awe and inspired by his incredible work so he's a, a partner at uh, the Brook Institute which is uh, a, a consulting company that uh, advises on really large-scale uh, and in particular government systems and um, strategic planning uh, to help them to be able to design systems that run entire countries and uh, so Richard is an expert in systems thinking and he really focuses work at, uh, particularly around strategy and implementation for, for growth uh, in government departments. So he speaks at places like MIT and one of their biggest projects at the moment is working with the Australian Navy. They've, they're doing incredible work. Um, and But I just had to introduce you to Richard because he's just, he's just been an amazing human being in my life and I'm hoping that some of this, his uh, magic might rub off on you today. So, you know, the other thing too is that I find fast as sometimes as women is it's we don't always get to come across men who are real champions for us and Richard's been an incredible champion for me. And uh, so I would really encourage you to have a think about, you know, when you're listening to Richard, he talks a lot about um, uh, control and creating systems that create control, that create trust and um, and influence and the power that they, that. Uh, governments and um, organizations have to be able to lead and to have an impact on society in a really positive way. So I hope that you enjoy the interview today and um, you're welcome. We'll put the links there where you can reach out to Richard um, and follow his blog and uh, make sure you jump on LinkedIn and you'll see some of his great information that he's written in his blogs on there as well. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Richard and I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts, comments on what you found useful or insightful. Um, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever, Facebook, wherever you may find. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that for you today, it's with Oliver Wendell Holmes who said, a mind stretched by an idea never retains its original dimensions. And Richard has been one of these people for me. So I hope that you find today useful and hope all is going well in your world. And I'd love to hear from you. So please feel free to comment, share what's been useful, insightful for you. And uh, over to Richard. Our guest today is Dr. Richard Hodge. And he researches, teaches and applies systems thinking to some of the hardest problems that people face today. Many of us care about the work we, uh, we live and work in. Yet we feel so inadequate in creating lasting impact. So Richard teaches us ways of thinking and gives us the tools to translate care into lasting change. The think global, act local phrase you might have heard uh, does not have to be cliche, but the way we connect our identity to an outcome bigger than any of us. So please welcome my very special guest today, Dr. Richard Hodge. Hey, thank you, Jane. Applauding. Delighted to be here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. I'm so grateful you're here. As I said, you've been a big part of my journey, and I feel very privileged to to share you uh, and and share your insights and knowledge for those people who listen to to the show. So, 
um, Richard, uh, so Richard, so, so for those who are going, how did, how did you meet each other? So we met uh, as a result of, first of all, being students in Thought Leaders Business School. That's right, and absolutely. I think Richard was one of my first friends. When, I, when we first <laughs> started, I remember being so daunted being in this room of, uh, you know, incredible experts and I thought, I, I've seriously signed up for the wrong thing. I am so out of my depth here. And I was fortunate enough, I think Richard and I had lunch in one of those very early days and, and mm -hmm. I know you really put my my anxiety around not uh, not knowing that I've got enough value or what I had to say, you really put me at ease and, and yet despite all your incredible uh, academic uh, uh, abilities and the work that you've done and huge transform transformational change across uh, industries, you've just come back from speaking in the US, you speak over there, you were speaking at MIT recently, um, is that you have made a big difference for me, particularly very early in my journey. So, so very grateful to have you. Thank you, Jane. Now, I do, I do remember um, in in my own journey as a um, in my mid thirties, uh, being the youngest student on the then defence senior course of the Joint Services Staff College, and being asked by the um, commandant of the course, you know, how was my first day? And I said. Well, I found it rather daunting because uh, as I walked into 40 other students, all of whom who had uh, led men and women into battle or, or driven ships of the line, uh, etc., that I was just faced with this entire wall of confidence that yeah. was like running into a brick wall. And uh, he said, yes, Richard, but sometimes that confidence can be misplaced. Um, <laughs> and which was really just a, well, yes, okay, face it, but, you know, don't, don't let it uh, be, you know, too daunting. And that, uh, you know, once you learn to ask good questions more than anything else, yeah. uh, then it opened up the, the, the basis for conversation and, uh, and that, uh, you know, communication uh, piece around um, uh, you might not need to know the answer, but being able to ask a bloody good question is a pretty good place to start. <laughs> I love your thinking and, and you always, you know, you're so encouraging of people to be able to do that, to be able to find, well, what is the right question here? So, um, so Richard, can you, would you mind sharing for those who are listening who are going, you know, tell us a bit more about, you know, Richard's history and how he came about to where where he is. Would you mind sharing a little bit of your journey and your background right up to the work that you do today? Sure. Look, I was, uh, I've been a scientist, a consultant and a, uh, a general manager in, in, in business. So in, in many ways that um, requires uh, a, a background in being able to almost being an, in, whether an internal consultant or an external consultant it's about trying to identify so what is the real issue here mm -hmm. and, uh, and and then helping people think that through mm -hmm. so in in many ways it's sort of like being a, a general practitioner a mm -hmm. specialist in the science of life in many respects mm -hmm. um, where, where you know my focus is being on on providing some sense of primary care for people living in a complex world because many of the businesses that uh, are, are, are 
that, that, that are around today are becoming more complex or being swallowed up into larger, more complex enterprises. And they're constantly dealing with the problems around um, how the short term always wins over the long term, yeah. how profit seems to win over investment and that people end up mortgaging the future mm. and, and that people focus on the parts or the individual instead of on the whole. Wow. And, and it's really helping people think through these in ways that enable them to actually get a greater control over the future that they want either as individuals um, or that they might want to drive through larger organizations. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really quite obsessed by the fact that um, we have more control than we give ourselves credit for. And okay. that, um, that, you know, we, we, we create almost um, or become overcome by the culture. And if culture eats strategy for breakfast, controls eat innovation for lunch. Oh. And all that's left, all that's left for dinner is communication. So, oh. and, and, and in that piece then, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the business very much of, of helping people better understand the controls they've got and how as individuals or as small teams, they can help fix the problems that um, matter most to them. That's such an incredible wrap of what you do. And I think that was such a, um, uh, you know, I, I think a defining moment for me, realising some common ground that when we, as we were going through this journey together and building our personal brands and to look at, you know, the, the big complex world problems that you solve and in my world, we, what, we, what we found when we were fairly early on is that actually we both had a similar obsession around controls and actually in my very first year of doing this work so back in 2014 my my big word that I had sort of floating around was take control and and I just found it so incredible to to meet someone who same le same lens as in the word but in the context of such a different space and to go wow I hadn't even thought about control <laughs> in that, <laughs> that kind of but it made so much sense. And, um, in fact, I just wrote a blog this week about uh, actually it's, um, uh, what holds us back in terms of being able to gain control back when things are going wrong, right. Uh, right. You know, just in our own mindset. But you just take this to a whole new level. Like the work that you do, we don't, we, you know, for us living in our day-to-day -day world, we don't necessarily see the, the, what goes on at, at this level, we feel the outcomes of it because, you know, we live our day to day. Well, that's, that's, that's true. But, you know, when I was at, um, uh, I was teaching at the in International Council of Systems Engineering Conference in um, uh, Washington in, in July around this whole uh, business around governance, which is a, just a, a form of, of, of control. Yeah. But one of the keynote speakers there was, was Barbara Kellerman, Professor Barbara Kellerman from um, the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. And her main message was stop focusing on the people at the top, right? Wow. Leadership is a system. And think about, if you think about leadership as a system, then you can put yourself in, you are part of the system. All you've got to do is take 
control of the issues that matter most to you and then think about how best you might take them forward and build a body of um, support. And, and this is almost, I'm, I'm tempted to use some of your own language, that if you want to have impact, then um, you, you need to be able to create influence yes. and move your expertise um, uh, into other people and so build capability as you do yeah. that. And, 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 and therefore, problems, you know, like hitting that, um, a wall of confidence as, as I came into the, the Joint Services Staff College uh, earlier, mm-hmm. well, you, you can take confidence in your own ability that you're not running into a brick wall, that you are just simply building yes. one person at a time a set of followers that see that what you want to do will achieve some social good, whether or not for the business or the community or indeed the family yes. that uh, that that you want to influence and Richard, yeah absolutely so that we're, we've got more and we've got more control available to us which is what you're saying is sometimes we think oh well we're just a so a, an outcome of whatever the situation is or the environment we're in regardless of right. what level we're at and you do this at the scale of going in and transforming whole departments or whole systems in government like uh, so you that's true but every single time it starts with one person jane right right so so therefore no problem is too big yes if 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 one becomes two two becomes four you know, it's like, you know, that, that old, old thing of putting a, a grain of rice on a chessboard and then put two grains of rice on the next square and then boom, 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 boom. Yes. And by the time you get halfway through, the doubling effect is such that there won't be enough rice in the world for you to be able um, to put the grains on the chessboard. Wow. So it's, it's that propagation yes. of good ideas where you're looking and, and you've got, you're building a uh, support for a great social outcome and, yes. and, and, and sell the outcome. Yes, not yeah, the I problems know. of getting there. That's so true. And which leads me then to, you know, and like even just being able to start with that first person, like to have that conversation. One of the things that uh, we talk a lot about is influence and that comes from your positioning and knowing, uh, you know, people know who you are and your brand and all that sort of thing. Can you please explain to us a little bit about, because uh, you have your own personal brand, but you also work with your the organization that you're a partner in uh in the Brook right. institute yes yes that's correct yeah brook uh, global right. um but the the thing is um as i've been working around um, particularly around uh, uh governance uh of late which is a you know a form of control mm-hmm. um and and my mantra around that is, is that governance needs to be designed in all the way down to the individual, not right. bolted on as a board across the top. Right. Um, so so from, from that pers- perspective then, if you're seeking to make that sort of change as a thought leader and bringing your thought leadership into helping people see different ways forward, yeah then large institutions typically don't engage just with one person to effect that change because then they go, well, but what if you're hit by the bus? Well, you you need capacity and not just 
capacity of, of arms and legs, but a capacity of um, like competent thinkers that are, that are able to pick up and understand uh, the thinking and, and still step into coaching, mentoring, facilitating people in building their own capability within the organisation. And right. that's pretty much what Brooke does, is provide right. a, a home uh, uh, for, for people such as uh, me um, to, to work as a collective yes. in, in driving... Um, well, I was going to say in driving change, but it's not so much about driving change, but helping people make the change that they want to make in their own large organisations. So enabling it to happen. That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. By building capability. Right. And Richard, mm. so um, one of the things that I, I wrote a blog recently about the four different influences that organisations can tap into and sometimes they're overlooked and organisations can spend a lot of money uh, on traditional marketing campaigns. But quite often there are really great people around them that have amazing stories and incredible knowledge that they're not always tapping into. And uh, I talk about uh, rainmakers, so rainmakers who are, often have, say, a, a personal brand and they're paid quite often for the work they're doing outside of the organisation, like there could be a speaker like a Bernard Salt when he was, say, with KCG sure. and, you know, and then you've got those people who are ambassadors who perhaps work within the organisation and they're not necessarily paid outside of there. They may not necessarily have built a whole commercial personal brand. They may not have their name.com or anything like that. So I call those uh, ambassadors and we do a lot of work around amb building ambassadors in organisations, yep. do the rainmaker as well, and then I talk about advocates, which often comes from customer advocacy, and then I talk about social stars, and those people are like, and it's a bit tongue in cheek, but for those who maybe have, you know, the Kim Kardashians of Instagram, where they get paid, you know, their three hundred thousand for a post, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I just sometimes I find. I don't know if you found this experience when you've worked with uh, people trying to work out which one they are. I find sometimes people who are rainmakers uh, sometimes think that I'm going to be trying to turn them into a social star like a Kim Kardashian and try and break the internet <laughs> and that's not going to happen. Can you, would you mind sharing a little bit about your experience about what you've seen particularly you have a really interesting role and in, in what this looks like because you're speaking at conferences all over the world because you, you're dealing in really large systemic um, uh, control and change. and, and mm -hmm. uh, So what yeah. does this look like within, your, say within your, yourself and Brook Institute and what you've noticed between uh, rainmakers and we can make you a social star if you really like but I reckon <laughs> you, you sit nicely in Rainmaker. Um, so, uh, what have you noticed that you, when you've been working, because you work very closely with the book, uh, with Book Global and yourself, how does that all work? Um, well, what, I guess perhaps just to wind back a bit, if, if, if I may, mm. it, it 
came about from a group of people who, like me, had been through, you know, several senior executive positions, but really didn't want to be part of the organizational machinery of large organizations anymore. Okay. And okay. that we felt that we could have better impact by working together in, in helping others build capability to drive change in organizations. So that's really how we came about but there were a mix of people in, in this, and we've, we've been very um, conscious within the Brook uh, Global community to make sure that we've got uh, diversity. Right. So, yes, you need a, a, you know, a few rainmakers, but if everyone's a rainmaker, then you've got a bloody flood and no one's <laughs> managing. So um, you, you know, and and um, that's, well... Uh, and, and perhaps some folks in Australia right now, no, they wouldn't be praying for floods, but they certainly would be wanting a little bit more rain. Yes. Um, but I think true um, uh, also for some some corporations. So making sure that you've got people who um, can work with the shining stars, and that might be, and, and where I'm thinking is perhaps shining stars in the sense of those who might come up with really great ideas but mm. not have capacity or, or the, the capability or interest in actually then promulgating that idea, whereas the rainmaker not only helps um, formulate the ideas, mm. but then actually uh, connect them close to a, the, the, the problem of, of how that actually adds value to the people who, who you know, are, are owners of the problems and, and the like. So yeah. uh, the rainmakers perform a very, um, you know, strong role in, in, in that. The ambassadors in the way in which um, you, you talk about, well, I think everyone needs to be an ambassador for thought yeah. leadership these yeah. days, absolutely I, I, everyone. And that um, simply because I, I think we've gotten into this problem as much because we've gone through um, uh, schools, we've gone through universities. We, you know, some of us might have. Well, I haven't got an MBA, uh, but I went on and 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 did the PhD instead. But nonetheless, it's about um, being driven through an education system that teaches you other people's paradigms. Mm. When what we all need to do really is create our own. Yes. That's right. exactly right. And, and be confident that we're, you know, if, if we focused on the social good that we want to achieve, then, and that we've taken um, not best practice from elsewhere, but actually looked at what works and what doesn't work. And there's a, there's a, a, a subtlety in, in, in the difference there, but being able to mix the methods in your own way, creates your own paradigm for the, as long as it's most appropriate to achieving, you know, the solution to the problem. Yes. And the biggest caveat on all of this, though, is making sure that your choices first do no harm. Yes. And I think that in creating your own paradigm, almost every single one of us take, needs to take the business equivalent of the Hippocratic Oath. Yes, right? yes. First do no harm. Yes. And, yeah. and so I think that it's it's that mix and uh, of of those different competencies um, from thought leadership, and everyone should be um, advancing their own learning and taking yeah. responsibility for that, and then being um, brave enough to um, have a voice yes. to 
take a stand yeah. and and know what you stand for yeah. and um, also be prepared to adapt. Yes. Yeah, it's so true because we have this culture of this tall poppy thing and uh, which, you know, really holds us back and there's a lot of fear associated with that. So it does take a lot of courage and it does take... Uh, it's it, you have to be very brave in this country to to have a go. It's not our it's not our norm. Yet I see that as the greatest opportunity that we've got because nobody does it. Uh, well, and, that's true. Yeah. But how how good would it be if everyone did it and just said to hell with the tall poppy syndrome, right? That's right. So it's about getting that change, you know, inside and being the change. And don't be afraid if someone calls you a tall poppy. Well, okay, have a go at cutting me down. I reckon I've, I, I might well have been cut down a, a few times in my life. But you know, uh, regular pruning is good for future growth, right? Yeah, <laughs> very ground. <laughs> I always call it grounding. <laughs> Richard. Um, I'm really curious to know, you know, whilst building your your brand and as a rainmaker and a very, um, I love I love the uh, the context that you've come in with working with like minded people because it it sounds like by having that mindset and you've made a very conscious choice as a collective to do that 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 reduces the tall poppy somewhat because you haven't necessarily everybody's got a similar focus totally. on. On uh, on that driving change, it's not it's not like we've had um, it, you know an organisation where we've got this figurehead and all the uh, uh, you know the, the employees mm -hmm. throughout the organisation are going who the hell does this person think he is? I can't believe we work <laughs> like he's all over right. the media. And, you know, so you've you've got a and I think that's something that is really key. We talk uh in the book expert influencer and the other books i've talked about has been around the value of tribe and having the right people around you because to build your personal brand and and in isolation or in a in a vacuum is actually really quite hard do, what yes. difference do you think it's made to you whether it's been your colleagues in the brook institute or with others because you hang out with other thought leaders what has that meant for your own confidence or being or maybe you haven't maybe it's not so much confidence but your own even conviction around having your brand and your face out there uh, I mean you've you're a bit of a uh, trailblazer you're you're certainly putting you've been doing video this year and we had a bit of a chat for those uh, uh, who are who you know we talk about book writing versus videoing and Richard and I were chatting about video versus writing blogs and books and we sometimes talk about whether you're a speaker who writes or a writer who speaks and, and Richard's naturally taken up uh, video and is, you're wonderful to listen to. What do you think it's meant, would that have been something that you would have naturally done had you not perhaps had people around you who are, who are no, doing those Not even things? close, Jane. Really? No, not even close, no. And, and that's really what... Um, uh, you know, I've, and I've learned so much from you and been encouraged so much from you in, in that regard. And, and, and also uh, having my, my daughter in the business as my, my social media manager who, yeah. uh, uh, you know, has been a 30-something but then pushing me and prodding me. Um, and, and, and it really has been a, a question of pulling this horse hard to, to the trough to drink <laughs> the water. Um, <laughs> You're such um, a natural, because otherwise it, it so. wouldn't have been something that I would have naturally 
naturally done. And maybe that's just from 40 years training and working with large organizations about how things used to be done um, versus the fact of, well, how are people consuming messages these days? And, and, And therefore being aware of the various channels through which and that getting the message out is is the important thing rather than being nervous about the channel and and um and i just tried to be you know um light uh with it um before before getting on and and uh, and and thank god you know i haven't saved any of the outtakes from um uh, some of some of the the earlier work i've done but, um, <laughs> I could, I could have done, but <laughs> it's, it's um, as much, you know, sitting in front of the camera and, and getting um, a little bit uh, comfortable just with looking at yourself and, and talking to, um, you know, some avatar that's, that's in my mind of, of the person that I want to, to communicate with. And, uh, and it is certainly a, um, a medium that um, is, is yet to fully come of age and to be fully exploited. And, uh, uh, and the technology is moving so, so rapidly, but being able to leverage that um, uh, is, is something that uh, I haven't done just naturally. It's been with doubt and I, I live with doubt um, uh, as however confident you might and you, you might see me, I live with doubt every day, just like every other human being. Um, but it's a you know a question as uh, uh, you might well have put to to your listeners before of well, how much you're going to let that control you versus you control it? Yeah, right. And then just push on anyway, wow. and uh, and give it a go, and um and and if you believe uh, as as uh, we do, you know our, our our friend and mentor Matt Church that yeah. hey yeah. you don't matter, they're not listening, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> right now, that's not that people aren't. Uh, aren't, aren't listening it's not that they don't care but it really helps us focus on on how we deliver the message through that as yeah. as you if you start from that assumption and richard what have you noticed since doing that like have you noticed uh, uh um like has it been comments from clients or have you noticed when you've gone to talk to people whether they're potential clients or people who've been thinking about working with you do they what do you notice do you notice like for me, I notice that people feel like they already know me. So well, right. I don't know yes. if you noticed that. Do you, do you know what are the things you've noticed uh, since you've started doing video and connecting in this way? Um, well, you, you, you've answered the, 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 the first thing yourself. It, it, it yeah. is, you know, people, because they can see you, right? Yeah. And, and they, they get some sense of authenticity. Yes. Um, and, and whether or not you're speaking from the heart or, or am I looking over here and reading the script? Well, no, you know, if if you're doing it from the heart and and, uh, talking as best you can, then then people connect with that. Um, The other thing, you know, for the first time in my life this year, I I met someone for the first time and he said, and I've been stalking you on on LinkedIn. Really? (laughs) And, and, And you go, well... There, there, there you go, just taking a, an interest in, in the message that, uh, that I've been delivering that had resonance for him at the time. Wow. And, uh, and it also provides a, a, a good, 
catalogue for, for new people that meet that can go back and go, well, uh, what's, what's this person uh, on about? Because we remember, of course, that people buy from people. Well, once it's out there, then um, you've, you've, got a, you've got a log, you've got a history that uh, people can look back on and, um, and go, yeah, okay, I can see where this person's coming from. Yes. Yeah, there's so much trust that's built when you hear a voice. Like it's one thing to see a, a photo or if you've had, you know, um, uh, professional headshots done and, you know, you've got all the lighting and, you know, it's all polished. And then people, you know, that currency people have now is they want to see the real you. They want to hear the real you. If right. And, you know, there's so much noise. So what we're trying to climb through or to be able to get through is the, the source of truth. So who is the person who can make sense of this for me? And I'm going to go to those people who I trust. So in that case, I'm going to trust I'm not going to trust an organization's channel. Like, you know, people trust people. They trust brands, but they want to, there's, um, but we know that a brand or a business has a commercial agenda usually. So it'll be, right. you know, they're not really in my best interest. Whereas if I'm a human being, you may or may not, I don't know the personal driver behind you, but the fact that you're sharing information and knowledge, I, and that comes through in the essence, doesn't it, and the energy that you radiate to go, is this person just trying to be a know-all or are they, do they actually care about my world and what I'm struggling with or what I'm trying right. to understand? And so right. um, building you as the sense maker and That's right. is being that translator for us in amongst that world of noise, isn't it? That's that. That's it exactly. And and also, I, I would say, you know, as as I look back on well, um, businesses that I've been in, involved in, um, and particularly, you know, with what I've learned over the last four years through the Thought Leaders Business School, um, you know, I'd encourage more people um, to to look at themselves of, as entrepreneurs, you know, or infopreneurs, you know, when they're within a, a small business and being able to have that voice that distinguishes themselves and that when people then look at that from a, um, a, a business perspective against the brand, they'll, yeah. they'll know whether or not there's congruence or whether or not it's just a smokescreen in terms of, yes, we say this, but we do that. But if, if the voice of the people through um, social media is congruent with the brand, then Ooh. it builds trust back into the brand. That's right. And you've led exactly to where I was going to, which was my next question is, so if I'm a, if I'm a, CEO or even a partner in, in a firm that's even like a Brook Global or if I'm in a similar situation and I'm thinking about leveraging my personal brand or even leveraging the brands of the executive within our organisation to help set the organisation apart but be able to create that unique value proposition, create a more human connection with our customers um, or with stakeholders or people I'm trying to whether it's community engagement or stakeholder engagement, whatever it might be, to help build, rebuild trust. You know, we've just come through the Royal Commission. Um, that we had the recommendations haven't come out yet, but the oh, the report gosh. has, and there's so much talk around rebuilding trust. We know that in the last global CEO survey from KPMG identified that brand uh, was in the top three concerns for CEOs in 2017. Never featured in the top ten. 
Um, right. It's always been about number 16 or 15. So there's right. now this real heightened awareness around this. Um, what would you say to others who are, who are thinking, well, you know, should we, why should we do this? And, and, but what would you do to encourage them to perhaps consider why this would be valuable for them and what they could do if there's that fear of putting themselves out there and, um, you know, because a lot of CEOs I find in Australia, uh, they have a very, very support mentality. They'll say, I sit behind the scenes, everybody else is the rock star, my job is to not be the rock star and I totally agree. I'll be the first to put my hand up to say, you know, humble leadership goes a long way. But it's actually now your role. It's, it's right. Well, and, and well, humble leadership can be, um, well, be humble in the videos, but you've got a channel. It's there, right? Um, and if you're authentic and you're humble and, um, you, and, and you know you're not the rock star, then don't act like the rock no. star, right? It's, it's, you know, destroy that image of what this is all about yes. um, and, and let the authenticity of your leadership shine through in your message and the way in which you present right. um, and, and just keep it simple. And, and if the way in which you lead is very much, you know, outcome-oriented, this is the social good that we're doing, this is what's got to happen to make that so, and the, in the process of doing that, here's how we make money. Yes. That's fine, but here's the values that tie all that together. Mm. Now, if, if that's the simplicity of the, the message, and, and so that in many respects, like from my military days, mm. um, the, you know, the first principle of war is secure and maintain the aim. Mm. So then to the CEOs and the leaders of business, that's your primary job. If, and if yes. you don't know what the aim, therefore the purpose or why you're in business yes. and that you can express it to a society who is looking these days for social good attached to the social license that you've got to operate, then that's where your message is best placed. Right. And then making sure that it cascades through people living the values and that if you're talking about how that happens within your business, super, you know, then, then, then that's humble. It's not... Um, uh, you know, there, there should be no fear of uh, tall poppy syndrome or anything like that. Mm. It's just um, almost goes to um, uh, the, the, the concepts of, of uh, Collins's, um, you know, level five leadership. Yes, right? yeah, that's right. And, 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 and I love the analogy of, that uh, he uses whereby a level four leader um, will and, and he uses the the um, artifacts of the mirror and the window as people might recall that have, have read that book um, that a level four leader will look out the window to assign responsibility and look in the mirror to assign credit yes the level five leader does it the other way oh, around yes in the mirror to assign responsibility and out the window to assign credit yes. and any leader that is able to do that through their videos will naturally come across as empathetic and humble and people will follow them yeah and it's it's the irony I often say with clients, the irony of personal branding is that it's actually not even about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. That's um, right. It's 
it, 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 yes, Sorry, it's ahead. almost like uh, the mantra within you know thought leaders business school of well, um, it's it's not about the money, but it's all about the money. But it's not a, it's it's you know like with business, it's not about the money, but it's all about the money. Mm. Well, first make it not about the money, and right. then people will follow you, and the money will follow too. Okay. Yeah. And, and if that, if you want to wrap that up as branding and marketing, um, it, it enables marketing as a conversation to continue. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I think we're in a day of, um, you know, I looked at, uh, you know, the concepts around marketing, like the concept of marketing sits with sales now. Like everything is blended and, and it's not like there's a marketing department now. Like it's everybody has that role, whether they're, Depending right on. It doesn't matter. You're all ambassadors. We all have that responsibility now. Yes, they've just got to recognise it yeah. and see that you know just by um, how you show up That's is right. says something about the company. Yes. Or the business, or your family, or you as an individual. Yes. Richard, you have been so, so generous with your insights today. I cherish every opportunity that I get to spend with you. And uh, so I'm so grateful for your time today. Richard, if, if, people, uh, if people want to learn more about what you do, um, you're writing your book, if they want to follow your blogs, where are they best to go and if they want to connect with you? And, and what are you working on too at the moment, I should also ask. <laughs> Well, um, perhaps I'll, I'll, I'll um, take the um, last question first yes. and, um, and, and say, well, what, what I'm working on uh, right, right now is indeed um, my book. So mm -hmm. that one, one thing that needs to extend beyond uh, the video work or whatever else is, is becoming, you know, more fully self-expressed. But, but my... my uh, and using all channels available to do that. So the book is um, a channel still to be leveraged. And, and my aim there is to shift people's concepts or way of thinking um, ab about control so that they can take better advantage of, of the change they want to uh, make and to be in, in the world. So that's, that's uh, one thing. Um, Secondly, I'm focusing then on how the what, what's going to be contained in that book becomes part of an education program right. that enables uh, right. individuals and um, corporates to be able to learn more um, about control and how that can be better exercised within uh, a, a, a company in combination with driving, uh, you know, better, richer cultures and more open communication. Um, and then thirdly, bringing out, uh, you know, my own um, programs. Um, so I've, I've mentioned the education piece, um, but also how that then can be propagated. And I would certainly um, be looking to do more speaking um, through you know 2019 uh, onwards as a, as, a, as a result of that but I, I think that speaking um, goes to that the whole concept then of rainmaking and yeah. then uh, if, if you know that people find that uh, they'd like to engage further in in those areas then by all means they could uh, find me uh, on the web at uh, uh, com. Um, or indeed drop me a line at uh, richard at, rich, at drrichardhodge.com. 
Terrific. And we can follow your videos. You've got um, probably the follow function on your LinkedIn or if people want to connect with you, if they let you know they perhaps heard you. So if they want to sort Always of watch your videos, keep up date there as well. Yeah? Uh, absolutely, Jane. Thank you. Right. Okay. <laughs> Terrific. Thank you so much for your time. Really grateful to have you. And uh, so make sure you jump onto Richard's website. Keep an eye out for his book. We're going to, uh, I'll be super keen. I have to share with you my very first book. Uh, for those who are listening, my very first book, I was madly writing it through Christmas. I actually cancelled Christmas with my family and, um, and I was frantically writing and I put a page up. It was my impact book which was this <laughs> I was one. going to look for my copy of it, yeah, Jane. <laughs> you got and the I very, very first, what was that? <laughs> I was going to get hold of your very first copy and, and, and hold it up for people. I should have had that ready, but um, yeah, it's, Richard, it's in the uh, case. I, I will never forget that day. That really made it very real. So for those who are listening, I was, I was writing Impact and I put the webpage up on my website for pre-orders and, and I was just working away and chipping away on, on doing the book and I, was on, I think I was on a, a bit of a break or something. I'd had a, a break that day for over lunch or something and I got back to my computer and, and I had this order, which Dr. Richard Hodge, the, for the first copy of my book, order <laughs> invoice number 0001. And I, oh my God, now I've really got to write it. <laughs> I wrote like, I typed like a mad woman after your, your, um, after your order, but I will never forget that. And, uh, and I will always remember, you know, it, it is so powerful for the encouragement of others, you know, to have someone who inspires you to have that belief in you that you can do those things. So, um, so I'm forever grateful for that and also very grateful to have you on today. So thank well, you Thank you, much. Jane, for the opportunity to share this time with you and, and with your listeners. Um, my, my love and best wishes to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. All right.